The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father Corey. How's it going, Dom? Very well, thank you. And Joanne Mercier. Hi, Joanne. Hi, Dom. So our first topic today uh, is a bit of a turnaround. Usually we're complaining about social media companies invading our privacy and messing with us. Yeah. Today we're talking about uh, government officials messing with social media companies and messing it up for us. Well, <laughs> and of course, you know, I, the irony was last time Joanne and I were on, we were talking about how social media companies should have regulation, although this is definitely yes. not what we were talking about. <laughs> right. So let me, no, let me, not at all. Let, let me set the stage for what we're talking about here. Uh, Senator Josh Hawley, a freshman senator from Missouri, a, a Republican, uh, has Set him so he's thirty nine years old. He's he's young. He's from the the uh, the, the digital generation, uh, but he set himself up as this crusader against high tech in in uh, the Senate, uh, and he's had a few bills he's thrown out there that haven't really gone anywhere. But his latest one is one he introduced at the end of July called the Smart Act because everything has to have one of those acronyms. It stands for Social Media Addiction Reduction Technology Act. Uh, so. <laughs> Here's what it proposes, and and then we can talk about uh, the implications of that. But first, so the bill would ban the basically the psychological tricks that social media companies use to keep you on their service. So things like the infinite scroll, when you scroll through uh, uh, Instagram, you scroll through Facebook, it just goes on and on and on forever, unless it's broken, like Facebook is half the time. Uh, yeah. The... Uh, Autoplay video, uh, so that especially I think he means like the videos that start right after the previous one, which uh, I, I wish we could ban that on Netflix for their trailers. I, but well, autoplay video in general should just be banned and never seen again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get. Yeah, I, agree. I hate it when it. I hate it when it just pops up at you, especially when it, when you're trying to be quiet in the morning, and all of a sudden you scroll on it and it pops up and it yeah. starts yeah. to play. <laughs> when you have. When you have kids uh, who, like my kids, whenever they hear a noise from my phone or my wife's phone, uh, they all come running from all corners of the house. What are, they, what are you watching? It's just the music. It's not video. Go away. Nothing. <laughs> so, so the infinite scroll, autoplay video, uh, badges and rewards that, that reward you for engaging or, or staying with the service. Um, mm. It would automatically limit a user's time on any particular platform to 30 minutes a day. And you could change that or remove the time limit, but it would have to reset every month. So every month you'd have to go onto onto Facebook or onto Twitter and reset the the timer so that you could spend more than 30 minutes using it, which, okay. (laughs) Let's talk about these things first. First, what does it mean to, to be a social media company? That's the first problem here, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, this because the way they define it in this bill would almost it means any website where people interact with each other. Right. So are we talking about? I mean, 
obviously he's pointing at the big ones, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, stuff like that. But you also think of stuff that's more obscure, like forums, you know, that that, that, that was the old social media of the day where you would go to a, a web forum of whatever topic or discussion you're interested in. You know, does it include that? Does it include things like there's the uh, untapped beer ranking software yeah, where yeah. it has badges and stuff like that, where you, you learn, you earn ranks and things like that. Yeah, so, you get a badge for drinking beer. I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and for well, every five beers, you get another level. Exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm almost at level 99 in one of those or something. Uh, That's well, I think it also might ban, uh, like it might include blogs with comments or newspaper yeah. websites that have comments. Uh, I mean, this would break the internet. I mean, imagine if every mm. site had to monitor these things. It had, if it had to monitor how long each user was using the site, not to mention things like Mastodon, which are distributed ser- services. They're yep. open source and distributed, intentionally decentralized so that no one controls it. How do you regulate that? It's just, it, it boggles my mind that something like this would get out there. And we could talk about why. Uh, because these people aren't stupid to putting these bills out there. There's there's a reason they do it. I'm getting I'm getting increasingly annoyed with government trying mm-hmm. to legislate everything in our lives. As right. if we, the constituency, have no willpower, have no, you know, choice to you know, they they want to keep us as dumb sheep. That's yep. where I'm you know, and, and yes, this this may be becoming an addiction for people. But just like any other addictive, anything can be addictive, anything, eating, drinking, anything can be addictive. So we're just we just want to across the board legislate everything. And it's driving me nuts. And he should know better as a 39 year old, having been brought up in this, if he's trying to I just can't I I just have lost my taste for this in government anymore. Sorry. this is the, the so this is the, the the other hat like like Father Corey said a few weeks ago we were talking about why we need more regulation of certain things but this is this is too far like like it's like the pendulum swings from one direction to the other you know Holly has said in an in an, in a media interview uh, he said that social media is a parasite on productive investment on meaningful relationships on a healthy society and then ask whether such things should exist at all and I and I'm saying like. That's well. That's not how. Maybe you don't use it the, the right way. Maybe uh-huh. other people don't use it. But there are people out there for whom mm-hmm. social media is a key aspect of healthy relationships and healthy connections to other people. Like just because some people don't use it right, and and right. this is this is a key argument to a lot of uh, ways we want to regulate things lately these days. Just because there's some people who aren't using something right, does that mean it? Everybody has to give up their the 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 access to it well in in one one article too mentions how uh we don't know there's not been enough study to into social media addiction to make this conclusion already right that there might be other ways that can handle it better you know it's it's like saying someone's addicted to caffeine so they can only have one coke a week well and and let's be honest if someone is is truly addicted there are ways around all of this i mean you can't you can't just you know, uh, say say. Well, it's like the same argument, and I hate. I don't. I don't really want to talk about the Second Amendment and gun control right now. But it's similar to arguments that are made about this gun control, which is all you're going to do is 
stop the people who don't know how to get around the rules. Yeah. Like uh, the right. average, the average 20 year old kid is not going to know how to get around these restrictions and, and, and do what they want to do. Well, or, especially, especially if, yeah. you know, there's going to be built in where all you have to do is on the first of the month, go from 30 minutes a day to unlimited. Right. And it's just, right. it's five seconds of frustration of you hit your 30 minutes. Oh yeah. Click, click, click done. Keep going. I'm going to, I'll set up a macro that'll do it automatically at 12.01 AM on the first of the month. Yeah. I guarantee you as soon as this bill is passed, that's exactly what would happen. Yeah. And what do you do about people who use social media for their work? That their job is to monitor and to maintain social media for whatever organization they, they work for. That's going to, that's going to seriously inhibit them and they'll be gaming the system the entire time. Just trying to do their job. You know, it, it makes me wonder. So I, I want to come back. I, I come back to this. I said we come back to it. So they have to know this. They have to know all these problems are there. So what? Why would they propose this? What is the, the aim? Are they just trying to sort of move the goalposts? Say, look, this. You know, so that they could say, all right, we propose this crazy extreme thing. So let's do something a little less crazy extreme. Which, if we didn't have the crazy extreme thing, we would would have said was. You know, no, that's too far. You know what I mean? It it moves the goalposts for what's crazy a, a little bit. It's yeah. that's unfortunately how our our elected officials work right now. They start out extreme and then they rationalize it back to something, you know, oh, we we, you know, compromised. And now we've got this thing which is still stupid, but it's not as stupid as what we did before. <laughs> right. Because it's a compromise that therefore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. I, I it's hard to take this seriously because there isn't even a co-sponsor in this in the Senate for this. This guy, he's out here on this limb all by himself. Yeah, because half the half of them in Senate and in the House are not tech. They they think they're tech savvy, but right. then when something comes up, like what happened a couple of weeks ago with the um, oh, and I'm gonna show my age and not remember, um, we had that problem of the app. With the making you old in the face. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We talked, and they yeah. stood up on the floor of the Senate and started screaming about it. Right. That's. I mean, they don't know internet. They have people they pay to understand technology and internet, and they apparently don't use it themselves. So how can they? How can they sponsor, co-sponsor, or even vote on a bill unless they're using the same technology all the time and it's become a problem for them? They don't know what he's talking about. And I swear at his age, he's either have, he either has some, I don't, and I hate to be negative on this side, religious influences on this because Missouri is partially inhabited by a large segment of folks of the Latter-day Saint persuasion. I have friends in Latter-day Saints, not trying to throw shade, but they're very conservative. They're also very Republican. And they could just be trying because they're working with it in their own tradition, trying to keep things like this down to a minimum for their family's sake. You know, it could be something like that. And why throw the rest of it just shows you that the rest of us don't have control in impulse control. We don't know what we're doing. So let's just legislate the whole thing. Well, you see, my and I wonder, too, and I wonder, wonder too, though, if as I'm sitting here thinking about it, how much of this is. um just to put pressure on these sites, because this, this you, re, you, know, you read articles that this, this particular senator has been pushing hard against the tech media. And, you know, again, we've talked about it. They need it. There needs to right. be some 
some oversight. There needs to be some watching of them. And maybe he's just using this as another way to to push at them. But this isn't it. You're pushing at the people who use it rather than the companies that do the abusive things. Well, you need but, to push at them. But it, it's pushing at them first because they have to now set up their sites to no longer do the infinite scrolls. They have to set up their sites to no longer do the auto videos and stuff like that. This this is and there's something to be said about the using these bills is kind of like, OK, you guys better start playing ball with me here soon or I, this is going to get worse for you. It's like a warning shot to the tech companies. Like we're, we're we're looking at you. We're planning to do some things. I mean, if I really wanted to be cynical, I'd say, uh, "Hey, you know, you tech companies need to start playing ball and make and lobby me, perhaps, to make me think otherwise." You, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I, I, that would be a cynical take on it. But and maybe maybe it would be <laughs> the right one. I don't know. But it, it there is this sense of where there there. A lot of these is message. We're sending messages. It's messages. We have hearings where where we grill your guys. We have experts in to talk about how bad you are. I think we're this is all gamesmanship to prepare yeah. for the day when they want yes. when they roll out the real restrictions and the real uh, regulations and they start to and that that does worry me because while I think there's some regulation of certain things is 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 necessary, I worry about when we start regulating speech. And we start regulating people's and well, I also worry when people regulating people's ability to connect with one another because, like it or not, we're not standing over the back fence talking to our neighbors anymore. Like like in the old days, we're not getting together at the Grange mm-hmm. on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. We're yep. we're we're talking with people on on social media, and yeah, some of the social media, especially a lot of it that these politicians see, is probably full of crazy people who are all about politics. But a lot of social media is not. And that's yeah. maybe stuff right. they're not seeing. And that's and, what know, frustrates. I'm, I'm waiting for the, for the follow-up to this bill that says you can only watch TV for a half an hour a day. Or certain yeah. kinds of TV. <laughs> yeah. Or just TV in general. Just right. You can't watch TV more than half an hour a day. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Right. And you can't infinitely scroll through the channels. <laughs> uh, you know, there you remote. go. There you go. You can't <laughs> you hit the bottom of your channel list. You got to go back up. You can't make it wrap back around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and then all of a sudden women won't be able to read. Oops, that's The Handmaid's Tale, sorry. Uh, <laughs> wrong show. Um, no, but it, 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 it leads to that kind of thinking and that kind of restrictiveness. And I'm, I, I get fearful on this because I was brought up understanding that our country was free to do these things, even if you didn't like them, that you were still free to you know, go down certain paths. And now all of a sudden we want to, le- again, want to legislate everything so that people are going down a narrow path rather than a wide one. We used to restrict people from engaging in criminal activity. Now right. we're starting to restrict people from engaging in activity that we think is bad for them. And that, right. that is something that worries me because exactly. it's, a shift. it's the infantilization of people. And, and, and that, that's a, that's a worrisome trend, and it's not a new trend. It's been going on for a long time, uh, but we're we're doing this in technology. So, I, yeah, I, I I don't like the psychological tricks that that these companies, mm. including the game companies, because the app, game apps are are next. Frankly, after after they're done with the solar, oh, yeah. they're already pushing at them. They're already pushing at them. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I don't like these tricks that they use. The ways that they try to get people to be quote unquote addicted what to to their game or their 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 site uh and that's and that's what kind of pulls you in like uh, yeah i don't like these either so i support the bill but 
But the solution is, I think, in, in this case especially, worse than the problem, or at least mm -hmm. as bad as the problem. So, now, I'd yeah. agree it's as bad as the problem. All right. So, uh, so, so we're, we're all in agreement. This is a bad bill. Uh, hopefully, it, it, and likely it will die a quick death on, on uh, Capitol Hill. Uh, but the question is, is what comes next? So we should all be keeping an eye out for the thing that's not quite as crazy, but is, you know, still bad. So we, we have to be aware of that. Uh, right. So let's move on to our second topic for the week. And this one, uh, hopefully this one is um, a little more fun, but a but but certainly not completely fun because we're going to be we're going to be uh, venting a little bit. We're going to be letting out the, the, this vent and hopefully you can join <laughs> us uh, as you listen. And uh, and maybe when 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 we're done, you can you can join in by with some uh, feedback to us. Uh, our feedback is technology at sqpn.com. You can send us an email with your uh, uh, responses, because what we're talking about now are tech frustrations. <laughs> uh, what are your daily technology frustrations? Those little annoyances where your technology doesn't work as well as it should. And what I'm thinking of is, is you know, every year when would Apple or Google or or Facebook or Amazon, somebody gets up at a big product demonstration, says all oh, these new features and look how wonderful they are. It's going to change your life. And you're like, oh, hallelujah, this is going to be so much better. But I want to buy one so I can be so much better. And you get it. And it doesn't work quite the way mm -mm. it did in the demo or you, um, you're, you're holding the phone wrong. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, yes. I remember that. Uh, you know, and so. Uh, I want to kind of air some of our tech frustrations, and what we'll do is I think we'll go around uh, in a round robin where each of us will 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 mention one, and we'll come back around again uh, until we've run out of frustrations or we run out of time. We'll probably run out of time before we run out of frustrations. <laughs> <laughs> but, Agreed. Uh, so uh, why don't we start with you, Joanne? What's your what is your first tech frustration? Your little daily annoyance that uh, that you want to talk about. Well, it's probably indicative to my phone, but I have an iPhone 8 Plus that freezes every once in a while. And I have done everything possible. Wipe it, start from scratch, do the whole thing, and I've gone to see the tech gurus at the Apple Genius Bar, and nobody can figure it out. It just freezes for like 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to scroll on it, and nothing's happening, and... You know, or I'm either I'm trying to make a phone call or I'm trying to re respond to somebody. And it's the first phone, iPhone I've had that's done this. Hmm. And I guess maybe I just got the lemon phone, but hmm. it's, it's, it's annoying, especially when you're trying to teach somebody something and they're like, you're trying to move the phone and the phone's not moving and they're, they're looking at you going, do you really know what you're doing? So <laughs> that, that's, that's an annoyance. And I don't want to buy a new phone when it comes up in right. next month because I hear the ones next year are better. So I got to do this for one more year. <laughs> so does this happen on, in any app, like anywhere on the phone or in specific places? Anything, hmm. anything, usually when it comes on, usually when I wake it from, from its, you know, suspended state. I don't know if it's just not catching up or, or what, but it hangs for a good 30 seconds. Huh? So that's actually related to mine, if I, if I can go next, Father Corey, because it's okay. related to, to my first tech uh, annoyance, which is I have an iPhone 10, and whenever I go into the Bluetooth preferences, so I go into the system preferences or, or preferences of the app, and, and go to tap on Bluetooth, it doesn't respond. It's frozen. It won't do anything. Oh. And I'll wait, 
and then preferences will crash. I'll go back to what's called springboard, you know, the, 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 the grid of icons. I'll open mm -hmm. the preferences back up again, and I get right in. Every time. And it's been That's doing it. different. Yeah, I guess it's a little yeah. different. Uh, but it does it for, it's been doing it for months. I don't know why. I've, re I've restarted the phone. It's, it's done this through, app, uh, through system updates. I'm kind of hoping uh, iOS 13 does something about it. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. So I don't know. Uh, I am planning to upgrade this year because I'm I'm on the every year upgrade, and I actually didn't upgrade last year. I've got a two year old phone, so uh, I'm I'm about due anyway, and we'll see what next year's phones are like. I might go with the upgrade then. But uh, so <laughs> I'm holding on till September, <laughs> usually <laughs> awaiting that launch date. So that's my little annoyance, uh, Father Corey. What's your first annoyance? Well, my my first one is uh, actually it's not a phone, but it's it's cars. And mm -hmm. specifically, the technology they put in the cars, like the infotainment systems they put in cars now. And of course, they don't have just stereos. It's, you know, it's got GPS and storage for hundreds of songs and satellite right. radio and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And it works badly. <laughs> yes. I, yes. You know, there are so many of these, these car manufacturers. They've got the right idea. We want to be able to sit down in our car and have this nice display where you can pull up your music and tick your satellite radio stations and do your GPS. And of course, now with both car, you know, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, you know, you can cook it to your phone and it will connect and we'll do just all this wonderful stuff. We want that. But they don't put any time into making it actually work. Right. You yeah. know, I know of, I, can't, I can't remember the car. I've heard a couple of cars where the radio, the infotainment system would regularly lock up and you would actually have to disconnect the battery to the entire car, <laughs> oh wait for a few oh, minutes to reboot the system. So you have to eventually. reboot your car, essentially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they don't upgrade it. Have... If you do get an upgrade, you have to replace it sometimes. It's, it, it's, just, it's, it's a wonderful thing that car manufacturers just don't take the time to do well. Right. I have to ask: Is this being um, is this being rectified by having cars with either Android CarPlay or Apple Play, Apple Car? Yes. Play? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, that's one thing. Okay, I, so I, it's the native systems you're yeah. talking oh, about. Yeah. The native. Yeah. Well, then I well, totally here's, a, here's an example. You. Here's the example. Uh, 2013 Ford Escape. That's my daily drive around car. They've got Sync by Microsoft. Oh, oh yeah, which I can't upgrade because. Microsoft and Ford stopped supporting this version two years ago, three years ago. So if I want to upgrade to the newer version, which does have Android Auto, which does have CarPlay, I have to replace my entire head unit and go to Ford and spend $1,500 to get a whole new head unit and display. And oh, right. by the way, the displays are garbage, you know, and it, you know, they, they don't respond very well. And it's just like, if this was, you know, if this was a computer, I could have upgraded it very easily. If this was a tablet, I could upgrade it very easily, but it's not. And so I can't. This is one thing I'm hoping, like, the, uh, Apple has been working on this car-related project called Project Titan for years. And there's been different talk about what is this? Is it a whole car? Is it something else? I really hope it's it's an integrated system that, that mm -hmm. manufacturers can put into their car. Just let yeah. Apple do, do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Google mm -hmm. or somebody, but somebody who knows how to make these things. Well, Again, not, not that... As we as we're talking about, not that those guys are perfect either, but at least they know you know how humans interface with yes. technology. Well, and and again, you know, we're, when you talk about Android Auto, uh, Apple CarPlay, 
that part of the system can upgrade itself. Right. But if the base system isn't being upgraded, there is going to be a point again, just like our phones, just like our tablets, where, okay, there's a new version of Android Auto, but you can't use it because you're using this older version of the base system. Okay. Yeah, Subaru's just as bad. And I've had about five Subarus, and they've gotten progressively worse over the years. Mm -hmm. So we could probably talk about any one of these for a long time, but I want to to get in as many of our frustrations as possible. We really got to get it all out. I mean, this is a good, we're having a therapy here on this, on this episode, <laughs> Works so I want you to be able to get it all out. So, uh, Joanne, what's your next tech frustration? Um, it's my Internet of Things devices. Mm. Um, I have, I have a, a bunch of TVs. I have three TVs and also a receiver, and they are connected to the Internet. And they love to download and upgrade at the most inopportune times. Oh, yes. And then either leave themselves on or change to screen or put a screen up when you turn it on. My husband's always complaining, why is this screen up there? <laughs> you know, right. and, or it, it, I know it's good to leave them connected so that they can upgrade. But I wish there was something in the setting that like Apple, where you say, you know, let me know when this wants to upgrade so I can go in and upgrade it. I only have that on one TV and that's my Sony. So the the Samsung doesn't have it, the Vizio doesn't have it, and then then my Denon receiver doesn't have it. The rest of them are all just popping in and on when they want to. That's annoying. It's annoying more to my husband because he's the non-techie person who just wants to turn everything on and make it go. It is frustrating, yeah. When you like Internet of Things devices that that they work most of the time, but when they do these things that. Tech techies like us understand upgrading the firmware, whatever. But for people who aren't techies, they're like, what? they just know it's not working the way it's supposed to. Like my fridge doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't throw up a screen and prevent me from keeping food cold when I use it. You know what I mean? It doesn't throw <laughs> up a. Uh, I'm upgrading my firmware. Although nowadays we're they're getting yeah. uh, smart fridges. I'm going to start doing that, I suppose. Uh, but. But at least they're not doing that. I mean, that's the the upside uh, of that. But but yeah, I agree with you. There's a lot of these Internet of Things devices that they need to. I mean, even a whole another related one is about the setup of these devices. It's not as easy as even like Apple has tried to make it, uh, where you know setting them up is more difficult than it should be. But that's another frustration. I won't uh, go out from that. Uh, so I, I guess I'll mention my next frustration, which is. Um, my AirPods. I love my AirPods. Uh, AirPods are great. Um, they, they. I, I love the fact they wire, wirelessly connect. I don't have a wire that's getting caught on things. But sometimes one of the earbuds won't connect to the phone, so I'll only get sound through one of them. Mm-hmm. And then I have to do this dance of take it out, put it back in the case, close the case, open the case, reconnect the case, and the earbud. That's not working. Okay, reset everything, disconnect the earbuds, forget from the Bluetooth menu that doesn't work on my phone, <laughs> you know, like the whole, the, the whole dance. And then finally I will eventually get it working again, but it's just this, so frustrating. Well, that's sort of connected to my Bluetooth devices problem where they just don't connect on the first try. And I don't know if it's because of this Bluetooth. Um, what, what, are, what are we up to now in numbers on Bluetooth four, 
five, six. I think they even they've four. abandoned the numbers or something. They've like that. abandoned the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever one we're up to right now, it, it I, I've had similar problems with the AirPods, but mine is to get it to hook up. It when I when I open them up, it hooks up to the first Apple device it finds. Usually, not the one I want. Right. But because the others are there, you know, it's like, oh, well, I'll just connect to the computer, even though you want you want the iPad. Um, You know, so I I think it's a Bluetooth thing. um, But I just wish they would there would be some way to connect on the first try. Like I'll I'll do like three or four times on my um, my speakers, my Bluetooth speakers. You know, yep. it's like, could you please connect, airdrop, air, you know, airplay, airplay, and <laughs> yes. it's not going. <laughs> you know, the other thing about my AirPods that frustrates is, and I think a lot of people agree with this, and this is a long-standing problem, is they're not shaped. I don't know whose ears they're shaped for. Maybe they're shaped for uh, for Johnny Ives' ears, but they're not shaped <laughs> for my ears. They're co- I constantly have to push them back into my ears. Like they, Mine fit. Like, really? <sighs> for some reason. Mine fit. You have I like don't the, have as. Perfect. I must have the perfect ear. <laughs> you have perfect Johnny Ive Apple ears. Uh, uh, on the yes. other, I on the other hand, like I like constantly. I walked when I go for like I go for a walk every morning. When I'm walking, I'm so paranoid because I have had them fall out. Now the nice thing is because they're AirPods. It, when it falls out, it turns off the sound. Like it, it turns off. Right. Like so, I'm like, oh, I've lost it. And I remember one time it was in the winter. It fell, and I'm like looking everywhere. It actually fell and caught in my scarf. I had a hard time finding it. Uh, so yeah, the AirPods. Um, I love them, but they're a frustration uh, in the ways that they they fail on me. Uh, so uh, no, but- well, well, mine fit for the most part, but I do have longer hair, so every once in a while they will catch. Oh but yeah, that, but I don't have the same problem. You're and but I think I'm abnormal because I think most people are having problem with their you know the AirPods sticking in their ears. Right. All right. So Mine Father, seem to be okay. Father Corey, I think I know what your next tech frustration is, which is your internet keeps going in and out. Yeah. <laughs> During the recording <laughs> of this podcast, uh, you missed a, a bit of it, but uh, you're back. Uh, things look look pretty stable right now, so I, I'll throw it to you if you'd like. Okay, well, it turns out it's a problem with my my uh, Ethernet connection. It's not so much Ethernet, oh, so I, I've got something else to figure <laughs> out. So that's one one annoyance. <laughs> now, um, my one annoyance um, I have is actually with our boiler system. We we just put in a boiler system a couple of years ago, and it's a, it's a very good system. It does the job very well. But one of them, for some reason, will have an error about the outlet temperature or something like that being too high. So in other words, the water it's putting out is too hot. Okay. And understandably, you know, it, it, you don't want to get it past boiling point. And so they, uh, so it will shut down. It'll lock out. Well, it, and you would think, okay, it, once it gets down to a safer temperature, say below about 150 degrees or so, go ahead and kick in. Oh, no. No, you have to, it stays locked out. You have to go down and hit the reset switch uh, every time. Uh, and it does it like once or twice a week. I wonder. And I don't know why it does yeah. it. It just, it locks out. I wonder if it's um, a bad uh, if you have a bad thermostat or a bad um, thermocouple, which you know measures the, the temperature. I don't know. I don't know. It, it seems like the temperatures when it is running, the temperatures match between the two boilers. But I don't wow. know. Yeah, I can hmm. see that. Yeah, I've had issues with my. Uh, I don't. I don't have uh, the big boilers that you would have at at the church. But uh, I remember a few years ago we replaced our our furnace because um, the water. <laughs> 
Well, I had it before I replaced it. I had to have them come out several different times because the kept this piece kept shorting out. We didn't know why. Then we figured out that whoever installed the furnace put the uh the 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 valve, the emergency pressure valve. They pointed it at this electronic box so that whenever there would be overpressure oh. of water, it would spray directly at the electronic box and short it out. Like Oh great! But that's a that's I don't know if that's a technology issue. That's just really kind of a plumber issue. So. Well, well, and it's it's funny with this. It's funny funny with this boiler because right now the only time there's demand for hot water is hot water for the house, right? You because it's not actually producing heat to heat the buildings because we have a big thing called the sun that does a very good job of that this time of year. Yeah, that's exactly. True. Yeah, that and that's a, that's a good uh, like. A lot of that technology, the home uh, infrastructure technology, is is behind. Like we have, you know, smart thermostats and all nowadays, but the boilers and the furnaces and that sort of stuff, the uh, on the smaller scale is not all as advanced as as and uh, in, in like the big skyscrapers and big commercial stuff. They've they've got a little more technology in it, but those but the stuff we've got is nowhere near as advanced these days. Uh, so that's a that's a that's a good one. I like that. That's a good a, a different kind of technology frustration. Uh, Joanne, what's your next one? Oh, this one would be Echo and Siri mm-hmm. and <laughs> their inability, even after training the them both. I haven't done it with Google Assistant. They still don't understand what I'm saying. Oh, so yeah. I'm wondering sometimes if it's my accent. <laughs> um, but. I mean, I'm thinking about other people who train them with their accents, but I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, if it's, I don't know if it's user error or it's I don't you. know if it's, <laughs> if it's the device just shorting out every once in a while, or if it's my internet system sometimes, cause I have a mesh system and sometimes I wonder, I shouldn't blame the system. I want to blame my provider because I have a specific situation at eight o'clock every morning if i'm watching if i'm streaming something online it goes dead on me Ugh, eight o'clock every, every morning oh wow but i don't hmm. think that's the problem at five o'clock at night when i'm asking the a lady you know to uh set a timer or to uh, change a channel and all of a sudden she says hmm i don't understand that you, you know i that's one of my frustrations too is uh i will i will want to set a reminder with my uh the s lady on my watch or on my phone and i'll say you know remind me to do you remind me to call melanie melanie's my wife remind me to call melanie when i leave here remind you what call melanie uh should i call melanie now no i'm trying to tell you like i will say remind me to call melanie remind me remind remind like 10 times i'm like it's one of the fast i just took my phone out and typed it (laughs) <laughs> I mean, exactly I, I i don't even bother with with the s lady anymore with that stuff and then there's uh the a lady we have when we sit down to say prayers for the kids we turn the, all the lights in the house down you know off and in the room we're in we turn them down it helps the kids focus and so we uh, that's i set that as prayer time scene so i say echo mm-hmm. set prayer time and then half of the time it says the New York Times is located in Times Square. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Why are you telling me about the New York Times? I mean, just like a like, but half the time it gets it, and that's the frustration. Mm-hmm. Is if it were broken, that would be one thing. But it's not broken. Half the time 
it works. And that's that's more frustrating. So I I, yes. I agree with you on that, Joanne. Uh, so, Father Corey, uh, another frustration of yours I think might be related. Oh yeah, well, we it really ties into all this because it's it's what, what Google will do. Uh, you know, having Google Assistant, Google Home, I usually don't have a problem with it uh, recognizing my voice and doing what I want. But once in a while, and I don't know if this is just a glitch or what, I'll say something. You know, like, hey, play, you know, play uh, Tom Petty. Playing Baby Shark on YouTube. No, no, especially not that one. No, no not Baby Shark. <laughs> right. You know, and I probably just earwormed everybody's listening. But no, uh, you know, it was just for some reason, it will get just a little bit off. Right. Or just way off. And that, you know, yeah. that's not the literal example. But it's just I've done it before. And it's like playing the YouTube video on. No, I didn't ask for that. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. I have. Yeah. Occasionally, it's just like the. I don't know what goes wrong. What like if there's a glitch or in the, in the microphone. But it just hears the like something completely wrong, completely uh, different. Yep. Yeah, and that's the thing is it works enough of the time when the when that when it doesn't work, you're like you're thrown for a loop. So uh, that that's a good one. Or when it doesn't work, it's a spectacular fail. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, especially when it fails on people that you're trying to convince to use the technology. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Joanne, what's what's your next one? This might be pointed at certain app developers, Catholic ones, um, <laughs> but apps that tend to crash, start crashing all of a sudden, or are abandoned without warning. Oh, that's a you big know, one. Yeah, yep. I may not go back to them. I may not use them every day, but when I go back to them, especially if I'm working and I say, oh, yes, and this app will do this, crash, or what do you mean? Wait a minute, wait a minute. It's coming up saying, it, this is not supported anymore. What? <laughs> right. When did that happen? Exactly. Or they just, there's, there's like nothing on the screen. Like and, and there was one, the Catholic church app that was supposed to be for every Catholic church. It was going to have a listing in the country and right. the USCCB mm -hmm. rolled it out. And I went back to it maybe a couple of months ago and there was nothing there anymore, but the app is still there. Mm -hmm. You can still download it, but there's <sighs> nothing in it. That's the thing is to take it off the app store. That the yeah. U.S. the U.S. Yeah. Conference of Catholic Bishops is notorious for putting technology out there, not supporting it, and then just leaving it out there to just kind of die on the vine and drive people crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. so, so yeah, that's that's a good one. But the, yeah, the 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 whole thing where uh, operating systems uh, can progress, they break old apps, and the app developers are like they put it out once. They make a few bug fixes and then they just leave it. Like, you, if you if you're making an app, you got to make a commitment to it for a while. Mm -hmm. Heck, make me pay for it uh, uh, to start off, you know, and then and then make some money off it so that you'll keep supporting it or something. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's one that drives me crazy. The abandonware. Yes, but don't but don't make me pay for it and then turn around and make it a subscription and take stuff away from me. You hear me, right. airmail. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I've I am in the same camp. I have abandoned airmail and uh, moved back Me to too. OS ten mail. Uh Father Corey, do you have any other ones that you uh nope. right. I, I, I let go a lot of that what you guys are talking about too, so that's why I didn't add more, but yeah. Okay, so let me let me uh, jump in with my next frustration. Um this is sort of uh, so I have the Amazon um ring assist video system. So Ring used to be independent, was bought by Amazon. Uh, it's a doorbell, and then they have security cameras, and it's worked really well over the years. Uh, but one of the things that drives me is drives me crazy is 
I have they're all battery operated. I know you can buy the the wired in ones. We have to hire an electrician and all that sort of stuff. That 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 would have been a lot of expense. I the whole point is it's the the independent cameras, the individual cameras is less expensive for me to add one here, one there. But they all require these batteries, and I'm constantly swapping out batteries. And the reason I'm I'm constantly swapping out batteries is they have too many false positives. I'm I'm getting an alert. Uh, There's something in your driveway. Someone breaking into my car? Oh, no, it's the neighbor's cat walking across the driveway. (laughs) Uh, You gotta watch those cats. They're trouble. Or it's the bush waving in the breeze. I'm like, I I would think with machine learning, you could, you know, figure this stuff out by now. So that that's one of my big frustrations uh, is the is with the video camera and the, the problem is is once there might be a better system out there but once you're in into it for a couple of cameras and a doorbell mm. you're into it for a lot of money and then to switch to something else is a whole nother commitment you've got to abandon all of that investment and go start buying replacing it all for the same money uh, which is another bit of frustration there is this yep. planned obsolescence. I, I don't know if it's pla- it's I don't know if it's planned obsolescence so much as because they're not trying to get me you know, to convince me that it's broken. They want me to keep using it. I think it's just lock in. You know, just okay. the, you you're locked into the ecosystem and there's you you can't get out. And so they have no incentive to really make it that much better because they've already got me in there. Yes, I was see. I'm interested in one of those Ring products, the the video doorbell. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing the same thing from other people where there's a lot of false positives. So now I'm wondering if it's worth it. Part of my problem is, is the way my house is set up, which is the door faces the street. And I have, I have an old, one of the older doorbells. Uh, the newer doorbells, you, are, you can sort of paint an area for it to watch. So you can like paint the space like directly in front of the door. But mine is older and it points directly at the street. And every time a car or truck drives down my street, it triggers it, and okay. and, right. and that's that's the problem. So, and the newer ones, they have re- they can um, have a battery pack that you could slide in and out. Whereas I have the old one where I have to when the battery's dead, I have to take it off the wall, bring it inside, and plug it into USB, which is a pain. So, um, mm. if you already have a doorbell that has electricity, you could actually use that instead, and don't have to worry about the batteries at all. Which is yeah, that's what I was planning better. on. So you'd probably be okay, but I and that's why it's a frustration and not and i'm not so with these frustrations we're not not saying don't buy these products we're just saying they don't work as well as we wish they did i think that's the they're key. irritating us just that little bit <laughs> right mm-hmm. right so that's what that's what we're, we're talking about here so I, I would love to hear from other people what their tech frustrations are what is kind of bugging you about products that you otherwise enjoy or use or that are useful to you um what are the things that didn't live up to the promise, um, that sort of thing. So let's let's hear from you. And again, our, our email is technology at sqpn.com. So before we get to our picks of the week, I, I do have one fun story I wanted to th- I throw in here. This, this is kind of a fun tech story of the week. Uh, uh, there's this programmer out in California. He's a, a, a data, uh, a hacker. He inv- a hacker in the real sense. He's an info, info, information security researcher. He got his vanity license plate, and he chose null, N-U-L-L, null, as the plate. Uh, kind of being as a joke. He thought it was a, a funny idea. Um, but what happened is uh, null is a very speci- has a very specific use and meaning in programming. Uh, it, it means no specific value, okay? 
So he he did it. He says he did it for laughs on the off chance with it would confuse the automatic license plate readers and the the, the, the Department of Motor Vehicles ticketing system. Um, but what happened instead was he got all the tickets, every ticket yeah. uh, that was not that was in the system that they couldn't connect to a, a license plate got connected to him because he was the null plate. Yep. <laughs> so he got $12,000 worth of tickets assigned to his, his, uh, his, his license plate, his car. And it, he said it took him forever to go through the process of proving that none of those were his. Um, and he had to explain to the, the Department of Motor Vehicles, Los Angeles Police Department, and they ended up telling him that he needed to change his license plate. Basically, that would be the best thing to do, which he did. Uh, and the problem was that was the pro, the private vendor who was running the system for the DMV had they, they had poor programming practices, and that's what made it happen. That shouldn't have happened, right. but but the fact that it was it, null. <laughs> well, and, and the, the funny part is the word null. You know, a lot of times actually in database you'll see N A N, not a number. Yes, mm. you know, but it, it's the idea is. There's nothing there. And it usually and, and usually for, for text boxes like your license plate number yeah. or letters, it would be just an empty. Right. There'd be like two, you know, you, you would write it up with two quotation marks yes. right next to each other. So there's nothing there. Literally, it's <laughs> null. It's nada. Yep. And instead of doing that, apparently they would actually put the words null, <laughs> N-U-L-L, in every single one of them. Right. Which is not null. Yes. It's something. It's something. No. Right. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, a lot of people suggesting things like, oh, we should you should get a license plate that says drop underscore table, which is funny because yes. uh, in SQL <laughs> databases, which SQL databases run pretty much everything, frankly, your phone yeah. runs on a SQL database. But it's a command that means basically to delete the table, delete whatever table yeah. it is. So, and that, that's one of those things people would do when they would try to hack websites is they would put this big, long string of characters in like the address bar and then close it with, you know, drop table. Because if something is purely, know, whatever. poorly programmed, it would the, the computer would just follow the command and delete whatever table it was in and totally yep. mess things up. So that was, of course, you can't register a plate as drop table because you can't put an underscore in your license plate. But right. uh, it's a funny uh, something idea. tells me this guy was just looking to game the system. He wanted to see what fun he could have. Yes, that's exactly. He, it. he said he yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. and he was he presented at uh, DefCon, which is the annual oh, okay. uh, hacker conference in La Las Vegas. Uh, which I would never, I wouldn't go near that the city <laughs> during DefCon in uh, by a hundred miles because I, because I would be afraid of what would happen to my technology. <laughs> yeah, yep. just you don't take your phone, you don't take your laptop. Maybe you drive like an old nineteen seventies car <laughs> that doesn't have a computer. Right. You know, right. put your credit I, cards in a bag. Yes, exactly. Just cash. <laughs> Just don't even bother with credit cards. True. <laughs> right. Because they'll hack those. Oh, man. All right. So that's that's our fun story of the week. So let's uh, talk about our picks of the week. Uh, Father Corey, why don't we start with you? Okay. Well, one thing I did this past week, for those who don't know, the Catholic Church runs on faxes. Yes, it does. No. Yes. <laughs> we still use faxes a lot. Well, and it's it's something I'd want to do for a while because my fax machine had been sitting in my office and was kind of annoying. You might even have heard it in a podcast or two. And uh, it died. It decided it wasn't going to receive faxes. It decided it wasn't going to send faxes. You could dot. You tried to dot. You tell a bunch of the dial. You could hear the dial tone and then it would go. Bloop, uh. OK, <laughs> uh, it wouldn't actually dial. You know, you still hear the dial tone. So. 
what I did is I, I've set up a fax server using a Raspberry Pi, you know, the little playing card sized computer and Hylifax. Um, it uh, works wonderfully. So Hylifax Basically, is open source it, fax software? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, Hylifax is open source fax software. And I'll put a link in the, the show notes to the actual article I used to set this up. Okay. It is a very simple process. Uh, Raspberry Pi is a fully fledged computer that can sit there headless and run. Um, Hylifax is a fax software. It's designed to uh, take fa receive faxes, send faxes. I haven't quite got the sending fax part down yet because some of the software is woefully out of date. Uh, you know, cause a lot of the world has moved on from faxes. So a lot of the software hasn't been updated for newer operating systems, for example. But as far as the receiving part, it works great. It costs, it cost me, uh, just under a hundred dollars. And most of that was the, the raspberry Pi kit, which included the raspberry Pi, included cables, included the, the box, the actual enclosure for the raspberry Pi, uh, included, a. Uh, memory card, 32 gig memory card, which is more than sufficient for this purpose. I mean, the, the actual Linux operating system is only like five or six gigabytes total. Uh, so, and then a less than a hundred or seventeen, eighteen dollar Dell branded USB modem, and that was it. And oh, it wow. took me probably about a half an hour to actually get the thing set up because, again, this the the sheet or the instructions I, I'll put up on the show notes is just step by step do this do this do this do this do this done plug it in and you're good you can still that buy a so modem cool. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is that is cool i mean it's fun it's funny to think about i mean this the fax is is ancient technology now but there are a lot of industries or professional organizations that still run on it doctors and lawyers yep. still use use it a lot uh, it drove me crazy at my last job because the only thing we ever got were uh, spam faxes. So, but, uh, yep. but I, but yeah, I know, I know that the church still uses it a lot. So this is a, yeah, and a good way to get around the annoyances related to it. Yeah. And we, we do, um, we do get a lot of the, the spam faxes too, but the nice thing is now it's set up with this fax server is the fax will come in. Mm -hmm. It's still here in my office. It's sitting, the fax server sitting on the corner of my desk and I don't hear it, but it comes in and then it sends, uh, just sends an email with the PDF of the fax to our office fax office email address. And if it's good, we keep it. If we don't, we delete it. Nice. Done. No paper and, spent. And you don't kill a tree. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Cool. Good. Good one. That's a good one. Uh, Joanne, what is your pick this week? Well, my pick is not available yet to the general public unless they have a death wish, but <laughs> it is the iPad OS. When my when my birthday came along this year, my husband bought me a 12.9 inch iPad Pro. Nice. And before I did anything, I installed the iPad OS beta <laughs> because I did not want to run anything else on it. I wanted to play with this new product because eventually, what I'm looking at is for that 12.9 inch iPad to be my go-to machine as I travel and as I go around and then just eventually replace my um, aging MacBook Pro with a, with a um, mini. Mm. But I'm telling you, I, I'm falling in love with this operating system because it does so much for, it, it, it's almost, a, it's almost a computer. Yes, it's still an iPad. 
Yes, right. you can touch it <laughs> and you can do. The only problem is when I get on my laptop, I try to touch the screen now and yeah. it's not going to work. And, but I, I, I paired it with a bridge um, keyboard. So yep. when I mm. use it in that configuration, it's great. But the, it's, it's the operating system itself. It's so intel. It's more intelligent now. It's not just, it's not the same as the iPhone anymore. You know, it's, it's not, it's so the system is no longer a bigger version of your iPhone. You can put two word documents up at the same time and drag them across each other. You can, you can shrink the keyboard down to thumb size. So you can just do it with one hand if you're trying to do something else. It's the power behind it. I mean, the file system now, I can get to it. I can move files all over the place where I couldn't, I had to use so many hacks before to get a file onto my iPad. It, it mm. really is becoming closer to what they're envisioning, you know, walking away from computers. But there's still things I found that I still need my computer for. I guess maybe it's my age. I'm just wedded to audio and video editing on a computer for some, because well, you, of, maybe because of its power or I, well, you couldn't I do what we're just, doing now on a, on an, on a iPad. This like, it's still not could. possible to do. Well, no, you, you can't do Skype and record your audio at the same time. For instance, still. no, you, the okay. iPad will not let you do it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Ugh. still, there's still things you can't do, but we're eventually I'm guessing you will be able to, uh, but yeah, but I, I know what you're saying. For a lot of people, an iPad with a keyboard is is a sufficient replacement for mm -hmm. a, a, a laptop computer. Uh, I I would say iPad OS public beta, um, unless Stay you away. don't, yeah, unless you don't, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't use your iPad for anything, it's, you can go ahead and install the public beta. But at this point, this I've heard people say this is the buggiest public beta it in is. a long time. It is. It wow. absolutely is. And I take my life in my hands every weekend when I take it out with me to play, because when yeah. I sub, I'm, I'm subbing in churches right now for the musicians and it's my, it's my, it's my folder for music. Right. And I've mm. taken my life in my hands a couple of times, <laughs> but, and it has, cra it's never crashed on me at mass. I have another mass this weekend, but it, I'm tell it is buggy. So yeah. you need to be patient with it. If, if you just want it to work, Stay away until next month, but right. when you but put it on next month because you're going to see a whole. It, it's almost a whole. It's almost a whole new world. Yeah. When you when you want to use it as a device that's going to to produce things, not just consume things. So I think right. most people use it to consume. This now is becoming a production device. Nice, excellent, nice, good. Thank you. So my pick this week is uh, if you own an Apple Watch, uh, one of the things you have to do on a regular basis is charge it because uh, it, it sucks down the battery. And But uh, uh, one of the, the, the cutest little charging stands out there is from a company called Alago. And now originally they had an Alago uh, Apple Watch stand that, char that looked like uh, an original Macintosh, you know, the, the original nine-inch screen Macintosh from <laughs> oh, 1984. Yeah, right. yeah, I remember uh, that. And I have one of those. And, and, what, and the way it works is you, you take the cable that comes with your, your watch and you sort of thread it through and that becomes the charging. The, the stand itself is only um, just a little bit of plastic. And when you take your watch and you, you drop it on the, on the stand, it looks like your watch screen is, looks like the monitor of the, uh, of the, of the cute little Mac. And you, uh, it, it goes into, um, what do they call it, bedstand mode or nightstand mode. 
so that it it has the time and the date and that sort of stuff. And that's very cute. And so they they had that originally, and then they came out with another one, which I have the original Mac one from my nightstand. Uh, I got the, another one from my desk because my watch is a series one and dies halfway through the day every day. But I got this one from my desk uh, that looks like a Bondi blue iMac. And so uh, it's it's very cute. Uh, it's and it's a lot of fun and it's they're inexpensive. It's like eleven twelve dollars and it's just a nice little, uh, cute little thing for any uh, Apple fan out there who wants to have a fun way of charging their watch. So that's my pick of the week. Uh, so uh, that's it for us. Uh, before we finish out, I want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, including Pamela F. Daniel S., Denise I., Joseph L., and Luis D. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology in all the shows we do at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And I just want to take a moment to say, folks, uh, we really do need some help in that area. We are, we in the past year, we've grown our number of shows exponentially. We we do over a dozen different shows uh, every month. Uh, you know, we have a dozen different shows on the network, uh, more than 10 hours of original programming every week. And uh, it, that costs some money to do. There's, there's, there's a lot of expenses involved. And one of those things that it, it results in is we're, we're not making ends meet, and we'd like to make ends meet uh, very soon. So if you could um, think prayerfully about supporting the network financially, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you become a patron, um, a monthly giver, we have some gifts that we'd like to give you. In fact, we have some new ones if you've looked before and they didn't interest you. We have some new gifts. We just put up uh, some, some things that might be interesting to you. So please, if you can, check it out, sqpn.com slash give. Every, every gift you can give, we really appreciate whatever you can do. So uh, before I, uh, I, I sign off, I do want to encourage you, if you're listening to the show uh, and you're not subscribed, please subscribe in Apple Podcasts. Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, your favorite podcast app, or on our YouTube channel, SQPN YouTube channel, where you should hit the bell to get notifications. Um, and again, uh, you can reach us at technology at sqpn.com. Until next time, Joanne Mercier, thank you for joining me in sharing the secrets of technology. Thanks. And Father Corey Stiga, thank you as well. Yeah, glad to be here, and thank you, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the secrets of technology on StarQuest.